Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. And ever. Amen. Amen. to the It's Always Christmas podcast. We are your host. I'm Dave. And I'm Julie. And we love Christmas. And we are back with our first official non-introduction episode, delivering on the promise that we made to give you our top five favorite Christmas songs. Yeah, we worked long and hard. May have revised our list many times. (laughs) Well, you know, we've had a lot of stuff going on, but we still said we have to get through this and we have to make this episode. And to be honest with you, I think this is the perfect way to start after an introduction. True, I agree. So, it's fun. we talked about how we want to do this because this is our first, you know, top five. And if we do many in the future, the format in which we do it might change. But we settled on, and you know, we agreed, you know, in a very Christmassy kind of way. <laughs> we did. We flipped some eggnog, and you know, we said, <laughs> okay, "No, that was you." <laughs> that was not flip me. it back. You will taste eggnog before the holiday's <laughs> oh, over. Okay, I will. I'll try it for you. We'll go to QT and get some. Okay, pick a good flavor. Well, they have the eggnog milkshake, and I think they call it a quick shake. You know. Oh. Yeah, it's good. Okay. That's good. If they don't have it, then we'll have to settle <laughs> for, like, uh, what is the milk brand they make? Uh, I don't even know. It has the cow on it, right? Oh, Which the cow? Oh. Someone out there is like, I, I went to elementary school. I know what yeah. it is. So if you know what it is, leave a comment and tell us. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, by then, I, I won't be able to not fit. I have to look sure, it up. you're going to look it up yeah, right after this. It is what it is. So what we're going to do is we're going to start. We're going to go back and forth, you know, top five, top five, top four. We're going to work our way down, and we're going to allow two honorable mentions yes. each. Yes. Because uh, there's like 50 amazingly great Christmas songs, and narrowing it down to five is, is really difficult. It was hard. It was. But we can do this. We can. And so... I think that's it. I think we should start. Now, if we have some of the same ones, I think we should just like get it out in the open. Like if my five is your number one, which totally isn't happening, then, you know, because <laughs> we, we both said on the last, we know each other's number one. Like we, we listen to enough Christmas music to know which one gets us the most Christmassy. Although you changed yours so many times, I might be wrong. I throw you for a loop, <laughs> for a candy cane loop. All right. You want to go first with your five or me with mine? Either way. Oh, man. Um... You go first. You want me to go? I will yeah, go first. Five. I will lead five. us out with this amazing number five. So in thinking about the five Christmas songs, I completely avoided trying to let everybody into my top five. I was okay. thinking I have to do kind of one from this gender, one from that gender, one from this. This had to include like anything and everything. And when it boiled down to it, I changed my list so many times that I reverted back to almost my original like instant five choices. Like if you're like, Dave, favorite five Christmas songs, it's like, oh geez, probably this, 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 and this. Right. My list almost stayed the same. After all the revisions, Good. only one kind of snuck in. Okay. All and right. That in fact was the number five because okay. my number five and my honorable mentions danced around so many times. Mm-hmm. And I would be surprised if this was on your number five. And I really hope people out there are familiar with this song because it is from 2014. It's it's definitely the most modern song on my list. No kidding. And it's called Text Me Merry Christmas. Yeah. 
by <laughs> yes, it's by Straight No Chaser and Kristen Bell. I remember when this came out. I saw, it was like, it debuted on television. I was watching something and I got to see the music video for it and it was hilarious. Mm. But the reason that it beats so many wonderful Christmas songs is because it's a duet first. Yes. I, I love duets, duets are classy. But it also, it covers a, a really sensitive topic and that's the feeling of being mm. apart or being alone at Christmas time, which everybody in their life feels at least once. But it's hidden in a very, light-hearted and fun kind of way and you can tell that first off everybody in that song can sing so True. good and it's yes. such a catchy song it, it's fun and you can tell that they had a lot of fun singing it so. it is fun and you i the first time i heard this song was this year yeah. from you <laughs> so uh, i had never heard it before which is interesting and i did really like it and it almost made my honorable mention okay almost good um i had to go with my heart for my list but this one was definitely up there it might become one of my favorites though over the years because it reminds me of you number one i mean <laughs> It's kind of fun. Number um, one, it reminds you of me, or I'm your number one? You are my number one. You're my number one. That's <laughs> so, 11. Ah, uh, that is 11. But no, it is fun. It's, especially, there's not a lot of newer songs that are good at Christmas songs. So this one's a fun one for being relatively new. It is, because a lot of new Christmas songs, the, they may be good, but a lot of them are just versions of older songs. Yes. And like you said, for this to be really straight out the gate, its own thing, I think it's definitely established itself as a Christmas classic, at least with years to come. Yes, I agree. Very Oops. much so. All right, so that means my number five. My three, four, and five were kind of interchangeable somewhat. So um, I knew we kind of talked about this. My top one and two were for sure solid. But three, four, and five were kind of, hmm, where do I put them? So I went with just the first one that's kind of a solid classic. It is, I'm not even sure what year. This is a weird one. Okay. Um, but it is Silent Night, but the Frank Sinatra version. And we did talk about, we want to know which version that we picked, because several songs like Silent Night have had multiple versions by multiple artists. And so, which one specifically, the Frank Sinatra version? When trying to figure out when it was recorded, I had a little trouble, because even Frank Sinatra himself recorded it three different times. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> it's kind of one of those where it's like, okay, I don't know what year, but initially, from what I can tell, it was 1948, but I'm still not 100% sure on it's that. It's definitely so. a classic if it's 48. <laughs> it is a classic, but Silent Night itself was originally um, composed in 1818. Over 200 years ago. That's probably like the oldest song on either of our lists. I am pretty sure. I was just like, wow, that is crazy. Edgar Allan Poe was nine years old wow. when that song oh, came out. that's true. That's right. I'm a Poe fan. I so. mean, he probably grew up listening to this song. And he was a Poe boy oh, from the Poe family. Yes. So. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, many silent nights. Um, no, but I did look up how many times this song has been recorded. And as far as they have been able to tell, 733 times just over the last 36 years That's, i'm not even trying to do that math that's no, so many versions I'm a year like, like, oh. so that explains why i couldn't find it yeah like how, when it was recorded or <laughs> so but no it was pretty cool and one fun fact i found about it this is kind of fun um during world war one uh when they had a temporary truce during christmas eve 
the both sides well three sides it was the french us and the this is jed the germans french and english they stopped and started singing carols in their native language mm -hmm. but silent night was one that they knew and so they sang it together in mm. their own language but to the same tune it was Kind of a cool what's more Christmassy than that I know it's like you're stopping a war to sing a Christmas Carol that's pretty intense kind of opens your heart a little bit <laughs> so, no longer will we argue over what's for dinner right if, they, if that song can stop a war I'm just saying I know it can so, stop a war in the kitchen too hey oh true <laughs> it could <laughs> we'll have to remember that keep that in our back pocket uh, <laughs> <laughs> any so, more fun facts about it no that's all I know. it's a fantastic <laughs> choice it did not make my five no, um but it was definitely I didn't think it did well it was definitely <laughs> in the reading i there was like there's so many iconic songs and silent night's definitely up there and what mm. probably the what five or six most iconic christmas songs of all time yes uh, but just taking a page out of the fave five from fans podcast these are our favorite songs not our mm, top songs love true. you jamie ray here we go <laughs> so uh we'll transcend into number four and right. similar to you there was a few orders with this it was like is this my four or is this my three and, and when i uh listened to it enough on the radio it definitely establishes itself at number four and it is a very iconic song by a very iconic Christmas singer, Mr. Andy Williams. It is it is the most wonderful time of the yes. year. <laughs> did you have it on your list? I did not. Okay, no, then what? I will tell you the Andy Williams version because the song, it came out on his Christmas album back in 1963. And it, I don't know, it just talks about a whole bunch of Christmas festivities. It always seems to be one of the very first songs that I hear on the radio once the radios have transitioned into playing just Christmas music, which to me is definition of the song reminding you that it is in fact the most wonderful time of the year. So, it is, yeah. This isn't always the version you hear too. Like Andy Williams crushes this song, but there are a few other versions out there that are popular as well. So you gotta be careful which version you hear because uh, mm -hmm. uh, there, there's a few Christmas songs that Andy Williams does like nobody else. So. True. Now you make me wanna go back and listen to it. I'm like, wait, which version is his? That's right, yeah. <laughs> So, um, no, because that is a classic song, so I definitely know the song, but... It's a wonderful song. Oh, it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so, oh, man. So, my number four... Here's where I'm going to throw you for a loop. <laughs> 1987, Little Toy Trains by the Forrester Sisters... Have you ever heard of the Forrester Sisters? That's actually my number three. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, Please man. enlighten me. Oh, man. I was three years old. Go ahead. Oh, true. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, when you were three, the Forrester Sisters were a country sister group. Uh, they are no longer performing together. They are still around, but... And they sing country music, so that does explain why you're not too familiar with it. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, however, uh, Little Toy Trains, the, the reason why I picked this song in particular is as a kid, my mom would always put this cassette tape in okay. and play it during Christmas when we were decorating or when we're wrapping <sighs> presents specifically. So it just brings back those memories of any time that this cassette was playing, there it was Christmas for me. It's like, yeah. oh, Christmas is starting. Here we go. And that song in particular I liked because it kind of, it was at a time when I was younger and it talks about 
a little boy needing to go to bed because Santa's coming. And so it always kind of stuck with me. It's like, oh, it's true. I need to go to bed. <laughs> if it's the like... cassette says it's true, it's true. <laughs> and so it just kind of it stuck with me. I just thought it was so cool to talk about Santa and he's coming. And, mm. you know, and it just kind of brought all those memories up for me. So that one is always, although it's not something I listen to often now, it well, is one that... Yeah, because uh, you've never shown it to me. I haven't. I've never... <laughs> You were waiting till this top five came out, so I can. I've kind of sung it a few times around here, but you wouldn't. It doesn't connect for you. You've never heard it, so you wouldn't remember it per wow, se. I can respect anything that's sentimental. So. Yes, so. and you won me over with um, cassette tape. I know. Yes. <laughs> Just so like bad. wow, that takes us back. So. <laughs> so my number three is a definitive. Okay, we talked about mm. versions of songs. Yes. This song has so many versions that are all really good. But I went through and I challenged myself to try so many different versions. And I always came back to the OG version for me. And we have the tape out there. It is by somebody I say, Perry Como. Oh, yes. That it is, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Yes. Andy Williams kills this song. Bing Crosby kills this song. Mm -hmm. Everybody does so good. But his version stands apart. Mm -hmm. It comes on the radio all the time. Once you look up this version, you listen to it, you'll realize you also like the Perry Como version. Like Everybody knows this song, but it came out like September 1951, and it has over 120 million streams on Spotify wow. as of this year. That's crazy. It is. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if I would say the more popular version of it, but I think the probably most known version is the Johnny Mathis version because that one seems to always be played in the movies. It was used in Home Alone 2. Like, everybody knows it when they hear it. But if you listen to Sorry. the Perry Como version, there's something that just, it kind of dates it back a little bit more. And Perry Como's voice is really awesome. Like, his Christmas album all the way through is really good. But this one is definitely my favorite song of his, which makes it my number three. I like that a lot. Um, it's kind of funny. Whenever that song comes on when we're playing it, I'm always like, who is this? And I'm like, Perry Como. <laughs> it's like, oh, I like this a lot. It's so good. Well, so, I mean, anytime yes. you talk about a pair of hop-along boots and a pistol that shoots, <laughs> I mean, I'm in. <laughs> oh, no, that's funny. I so. agree. Totally. <laughs> All right. What's your number three? Um, number three. I had to struggle with the version on this because I've liked the song a lot and it's been done. It's one of those that's been done many, many times. I almost went with the 2014 Sam Smith version, which is very new, very current. But I kind of went back because we had recently watched a movie called Meet Me in St. Louis. Uh-huh. And it's Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, the Judy Garland version. Amazing. Um, it's a beautiful song. And every time I hear it, it just makes me think of Christmas. But whenever we watched that movie with it, man, it brought tears to my eyes. I was going to say, you said, uh, you know, it makes you think of Christmas. I was saying, it makes me want to cry. It does. <laughs> <laughs> it is almost sad in a way. I mean, it's a beautiful song. Um, but one thing I found out, so they recorded it for that movie in particular. And they, who was it? It was, I can't remember who the director was, but, and Pretty they sure told. It was like Vincent Minnelli, right? Oh yeah, I think you're right. Her husband. <laughs> yeah, that would make sense. <laughs> he did all um, the musicals back then. They went back to the composer of the song though and said it was too sad. 
Okay. So even the version we hear now has been edited and changed to be happier it's the than less the sad original version. version that he wrote. And so, um, and I think they've even, some people have gone back and when they sing it or record it now, they've even updated some of the lyrics as well to make it somewhat happier because it's just so sad. <laughs> Judy Garland could sing a dinner recipe and make you cry. That's like true. that version that you picked is amazing mm-hmm. and you're right. Anytime something is paralleled with visual, like so seeing it in the yes. movie, when you hear the song, your mind is running through the movie and there's so much emotion attached and built up depending how well they did in the movie, and that being one of my favorite Judy Garland's. uh, (laughs) I'm with you. It's a fantastic song, and you're actually the second person, personally, to tell me that. This is the first time it's coming out on this podcast, Ah. because we're only on episode two, (laughs) but back when I covered that movie, Meet Me Mm. in St. Louis, I was introduced to the film by Johnny Staggs, and he gave the same little trivia tidbit, and it blew my mind, because I was like... Was it a horror song? Right. I mean, you think about it, like, geez, it's horrible. So like, shout how out to sad him. sad was the song before they... But I feel honored because it. I showed you that movie. I so know, you did. I think I had a hand in your number three. <laughs> you then. definitely did. You definitely did. That's an awesome choice. Mm. My number two is also one of the most noticeable and recognizable songs of all Christmas time. And... I challenged myself again to try different versions just in case, but some things can't be beat and you have to stick with the original and it's called a classic for a reason. And it is the Christmas song from Nat King Cole. I found out that uh, this is a very popular song and everybody covers it who has a Christmas album. So much so that I do give it up to the 1961 version that he did, but even he redone it four different times. Wow. Everybody wants to make some money off this song. Yeah, they do. But (laughs) did you... The the reason his version, again, it captures the classic tone. Uh, I love his voice tone. I can listen to his whole album. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I don't know if there was like a limit on songs, but when he... Like, this song wasn't originally on his Christmas album. Once he recorded it, like, this was like a smash hit. Right. And so they like, okay, let's take one of these other songs out. So they took one of his songs out and added that one, and it huh. became his number one. Like I said, so much he did it four times. Yeah. But Nat King Cole was the first African-American to actually record a Christmas song. Really? Yeah. I did not know As that. long as everything I researched and read is mm-hmm. true, that just brings so much more power to that song. It does. And I went through and I was looking at all kinds of old photographs and like the cover and all kinds of stuff. And man, the guy was such a pro. He was a, such a talented person. And mm-hmm. again, I mean, you can you can throw out all of your modern composers and singers out there. And I won't say too much in case anything is on your list or honorable mentions. But Nat King Cole is the Christmas song. Oh, yes. Like that's the version. I agree with you. So. And it's funny, though. Every time you would say the Christmas song as one of your favorites, I always would forget. I'm like, what's the Christmas song? Right. Because everybody knows it as chestnuts roasting. So. <laughs> but yeah. But it's, I don't think they ever say the Christmas song. It's not part of the lyrics. It's not. And so whenever you say the Christmas song, you're like, what? Well, it's probably because they're like, this is the Christmas. We got to put this on the album. It's going to be the number one Christmas number song. Number one, although it was your number two. It so. was my number two. And that should tell you a lot about how much I like this song because it climbed ahead of Perry Como, climbed ahead of Andy Williams, and when it got down to the nitty-gritty of one or two, nothing will ever beat my number one, but if anybody came close, mm-hmm. it's a Christmas song. Nice. So, I like it. What's your number two? Number two. You had to see this coming, probably. Uh, 
because I sing it a lot. <laughs> it's Mary Did You Know, but the Pentatonics version. Of course. Of course. It was amazing. Released in 2014. I realize I have a lot of newer versions on my list. Yeah. I like it, though. Yeah, hey, I had a 2014 song, too. So oh, you did. Mm -hmm. I love it. By the other acapella group. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, no, it was originally, though, this song was written in 1984. That's a good year. I know. And I, I was like, oh, that reminds me of someone I know. Dave, <laughs> did you know? It was created in 1984. That's what I'm told. <laughs> so, so you were, have been told, I guess. But no, the uh, it was written as part of a Christmas program for local church and kind of evolved into a song so it was written as a script for a play and then he asked someone to do some music behind just the the words and the lyrics and it was pretty interesting but my fun fact about this and it relates to you okay the mary did you know pentatonics version they have a great music video they do. for this did you know the location for that music video no. <laughs> it it's was, in a cave. <laughs> it is. It's the Bronson Cave in Griffith Park, which was used in the original Batman TV series in the 1960s. They filmed in the Batcave? They filmed in the Batcave. Oh, <laughs> none of my knowledge is impressive anymore. That, that is the coolest thing I have ever heard. And you know the Pentatonics are from here. Uh, yes, at least most of the group is. They are. So, man, another yeah. reason why... <laughs> This is awesome. I did not know that. Though. That's such a cool video. You think I would have noticed the color of the, you know, the granite and the dirt? Like, hey, hey. I know. I'm surprised you didn't notice. Is that Batman rock? Okay. Now you're gonna look and be like, oh, I recognize that. Yeah, if I look hard enough, you might be able to see, you know, <laughs> Bat computer or something. Back right. <laughs> That's really cool. Oh, I, I know. You know, for the longest time, I wondered if that was a Christmas song because I know. it's not as traditional of. Hey, Merry Christmas. The right. word Christmas ain't in it. Yes. But I think we established anything that it really is centered around birth of Jesus and faith and Mary. Like, mm -hmm. what is Christmas? I mean, that's where right. it, I mean, the that's word Christmas, kind of where right? Comes from, so. <laughs> so, yeah, I there were so many um, pentatonic songs. I looked at that whole album and I knew, I, I kind of forgot, but I knew mm -hmm. that that should have come and uh, it should have been no surprise. Yeah. yeah so. That's a great number, too. Thanks. So, you want to go ahead and throw out our number ones? Are we going to do number ones or honorable mentions first? Let's do honorable mentions. Okay. Okay. So, we are going to name some of the songs that we love that didn't make our top five, but were really close. And if we made top six and seven, this is what they would have been. True. Uh, but I'm going to say honorable mentions in no particular order. Yes. Because I didn't spend that much time organizing my honorable mentions. Well, there's only two, so... Oh, no, but then you have to feel which one's better. Well, true. <laughs> Um, but since I started, I'll just keep the flow, okay. and I will go with another Andy Williams song. I, I was only willing to put one, but also because I love It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year more, but this song can't go unrecognized. It's Happy Holidays. Happy Holidays. Happy Holidays and the Mary I don't want to get sued for singing right, other people's songs, but I... <laughs> Another song that when it comes on the radio, oh, I'm ready to sing. Like mm -hmm. much, with most Christmas songs, but something about Happy Holidays and Andy Williams' voice, like you just, he's, he's almost Mr. Christmas. Almost. 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 <laughs> so what's one of your honorable mentions? Um, I will go with 
I'll be home for Christmas, Bing Crosby. Yeah. That one is always just kind of stuck with me, especially living in Texas and all my family is in Missouri and that's where I grew up. And so it's, it really kind of just hits home for me. It's, yeah. I'll be home for Christmas, if only in my dreams kind of thing. Yeah. So I kind of feel like you are home now. I am. In I'm Texas. In Texas with you. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta bring that family down here though. Yes. <laughs> What was your other honorable mention? Well, funny enough, your honorable mention there was almost on my list originally. Okay. And I'll get to that later. Oh, but my other okay. honorable mention is one that will be found on every top 100 hits hmm. of Christmas. It is so energetic. It is such a fun song that everybody loves it. Everybody knows it. And Everybody dances to the sweet tunes of Burl Ives because it is a holly jolly Christmas. Oh, yes. I wondered where you were going. Oh, you know. <laughs> so many songs described like that, but. But when you think of holly jolly Christmas, when that song comes Truth. on, people get jolly. That is true. <laughs> There's something about it. That it's almost like it's telling you what to do and you it just is. go for it. Yeah, it's like I wasn't going to eat all those cookies, but <laughs> <laughs> something jolly told me to do it. Now bring me the double fudge stuffed mm -hmm. Keebler Elf cookies. Right. That Walmart never has. Ah, uh, truth. And then also chase it with some eggnog. You have to. <laughs> I would make an exception for just regular milk with Ugh. dipping cookies. Okay. You true. say oof? Oof. Yeah, I'm just oh. thinking eggnog with anything because oh. it's so good. Sorry. No, that's okay. But this is a Christmas podcast. Uh, you can't diss the Christmas juice. I know. Christmas juice. <laughs> you don't have to like everything, but I will let you like it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see if I like your uh, last honorable mention. What do you got? Mm, I don't know how to describe this one other than amazing. It is Green Sleeves, Kenny G, totally instrumental, no words. Wait, the song is called Green Sleeves? Um, it's called Green okay. Sleeves. And so, I, it just, when I hear it, it makes me think of Christmas. Yeah. I, and I think what it is, is I played it a lot as a kid. Um, I used to play clarinet, and so it was a song I could somewhat play on there. That's awesome. Um, I think JD plays the clarinet. Really? I think. We'll have to get together. Yeah. Play Green Sleeves. <laughs> play some Green Sleeves. Um, and again, Kenny G does not play the clarinet. I think it's oboe or something like that, but it's very similar. Oh. Um, similar sounds as well. And so it's just a peaceful kind of... Um, relaxing song. I think. I think that's all of Kenny G's songs, but if you that's can tell true. me it's a Christmas song, that's a double. That's true. Is yes. it on the tape we listen to? It is. I can't wait. I I listened to some <laughs> Kenny G, and uh, I almost fell asleep. It was so good. But it is. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that I a instrumental song. Major. I know. That's kind of fun. Because there's so many Christmas songs that don't have lyrics. True. That uh, didn't make my top five, but are on a lot of people's top five. Mm -hmm. I mean, anything from Mannheim Steamroller, Trans-Siberian mm -hmm. Orchestra, yes. and Kenny G, and yeah. Lindsey Serling does some good stuff, and just, oh. All right, are we ready to do this? I think so. All right, we know these number ones, short of us throwing you, you know, for a loop. I know. Yeah, but I didn't, because I don't lie about something when it's my favorite. Sure. And the reason that Andy Williams is not Mr. Christmas is because Bing Crosby is Mr. Christmas. Yes. Therefore, my number one and easily all-time favorite Christmas song is White Christmas. And 
nobody's version compares to Bean Crosby's version. I agree. It was written by the amazing Irvin Berlin, who had mm -hmm. so much just involvement in a lot of the classic musicals and a lot that uh, Mr. Bean Crosby was in. Mm -hmm. But it just, it debuted on Bean Crosby's radio show, okay, in 1941. Wow. Going back. Not, not Silent Night old, but still sure. old, right? And then in the 1942 film, which I absolutely love and mm. shown to you, yeah. which is Holiday Inn. And honestly, I was going to do a lot of research about it, but the only thing I need to say is that it is quoted as being the world's best-selling single of all time. And I didn't wow. say of Christmas. I just said single. That's wow. how amazing this song is, not only to huh. me, but to everybody out there, too. So, yeah. number one... Mr. Christmas himself, Bing Crosby, White Christmas. And that's a beautiful song, too. I, I, It's kind of funny, but since I've lived in Texas, it's had more meaning to me. Because we don't get we those. don't get those. <laughs> so uh, so it, it almost is very fitting of I'm dreaming of a white Christmas because we really are sometimes <laughs> almost every year. When so. you're wearing shorts and it's 90 degrees, you're like, oh, sure be nice. Uh, no, but I do remember uh, when you showed me Holiday Inn and just how magical especially that moment in that scene was with them and him playing the piano and yeah using his pipe to bell. ding the bell <laughs> so. and he also he sung it in white christmas too like mm. it's so funny that a lot of people think that the, that film was the first time he sung it and it's like hey go back to 42 yeah. being crosby fred astaire yeah no so. it's it's a, that's a good one mm. and i'm glad i got it right and i'm glad you didn't change it yes so, <laughs> so speaking of not changing it let's hear your number one i think you know this one <laughs> Only people are rocking in it. Uh, they are. So my number one, which when you were describing the Holly Jolly, I was like, this kind of describes my number one. It's happy. It's upbeat. It just makes people want to dance. Yeah. It is rocking around the Christmas tree, the Brenda Lee version from 1958. And it is just fun. It's happy. Um, what made it become my favorite was watching Home Alone. When he is home, creating his own Christmas party, and he is literally rocking around the Christmas tree, decorating, having a good old time. And it just it just makes you feel happy and jolly and <laughs> want to have some fun. So Does it give you a sentimental feeling? It does. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, when I was looking up this song, though, I learned quite a bit about it. Uh, she was only 13 when she recorded this song. That version? Yes. Only 13 years old, but she apparently had a more mature voice. Well, so. talk about like not feeling like you've accomplished anything right. in your life like, by the age of 13. <laughs> wow. Uh, I know. And um, one of the fun things that I learned about this one is it was also featured in the Christmas special episode of Regular Show. Yeah, well, my favorite cartoon, <laughs> darn tootin'. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, this is great. I'm finding out fun facts that kind of relate back to you in a way. That's right. <laughs> so. my, all my five relate to you. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> I don't want to be left out here. <laughs> No, but it's just a fun song. It just anytime I hear it, it just picks me up and makes me happy and kind of what the season is all about of being joyful and positive. Yeah. Positive. Complete yeah. opposite of have yourself a merry little Christmas, might I say. No. Nobody dances to that. True, but <laughs> except maybe the guy who made the movie and made all the money. Well, that's also that, that true. Was a hit. I bet he was dancing. But I <laughs> totally knew this was number one yeah, because yeah. the first time we discovered we both were Christmas and July people, mm -hmm. that was one of the songs that 
just randomly played on on the playlist yeah. and it was just like that's my favorite christmas song and so i never like forgot it you know, I knew, I knew, and you knew my number one yes uh, it's, i did <laughs> the fact that i'm just singing it in the shower like oh <laughs> i always sing songs that are not my favorite but no uh, that, that's it so that's our top yes. five favorite christmas songs and i think with all of them i can't believe we didn't have one in common. I am kind of surprised Not we one. didn't overlap at all. We covered all a lot of the big ones. Like there's somebody out there who's going to say what about this, what about that and oh, sure. they're 100% right if I if they I are. could hey make different top 5s that, that song's going to be in there but right. um, that's the fun part of this is it's your favorites, these are my yes. favorites and uh, with that being said, I want to know which list you prefer as a listener. Mm. Do you like Julie's list or my list? If you're going to jam out to some Christmas songs which Spotify list are you going to listen to? Oh, yes. And we are actually going to put uh, these songs on Spotify. And we will put a link on our Twitter page at the IAC podcast. And that way you guys can go and listen to these songs and see what you think. So as we continue through this Christmas season, just come over to Twitter and give us a follow and we will give you a follow back. But as for this episode, our top five favorite Christmas song, I'm Dave. And I'm Julie. And we love Christmas. Christmas.